At the end of your life, what will be your legacy? What will you leave behind for future generations? For the world, join the world messenger, Isabella Lundberg, each week as she brings you a new distinguished guest from the business, sports, or entertainment world to share their success, their struggles, and their lessons. They will share their insights into current hot topics that affect everyone. Isabella facilitates an intimate, vulnerable environment to find the true value of humanity and real leadership. Are you ready for your legacy? The legacy that matters? Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. It's Isabella Lombakir and inviting you for another epic episode of Legacy Leaders Show. We're having very special guest, very dear to my heart, that is joining us right now from Delaware Beach in Florida. She is the one that enjoys all the beautiful sunshine and she projects a beautiful energy to everyone that she encounters. She is very active on LinkedIn. She's influencer, uh, but more than anything, she's a phenomenal storyteller and woman that keeps just surprising you. And without further ado, let me introduce you to Rachel Beck. Hey, Rachel, how are you? Thank you so much, Isabella, for your kind words. And I think very highly of you. And I think you're a phenomenal woman. And I think that you grasp the concept of how important it is that women need to support women. Thank you so much. Likewise, it's just so nice to see in the sea of interactions and conversations, someone who recognizes you and, 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 and sees you in, in, in a special, more deep, meaningful way. And I love the sense of like, you're my soul sister. And yes. it's so, so amazing. And I just wanted to say thank you for being um, such a great supporter and cheerleader, not just for myself, but also for other women. And that is so refreshing. Oh, it's, it's, I want to teach by example, right? That there is a way that it can be done, that these relationships, that we can support each other, we can cheer somebody on. Your success doesn't take away from my success. My success doesn't take away from you. That there doesn't need to be jealousy. There doesn't need to be envy. There doesn't need to be gossiping. None of that is going to make you successful on this platform. Now, I don't do drama. I don't do gossiping. I don't do any of it. I'm working. I work. I'm doing the work. But it really is about that. It's shining that light in that other woman who has been, you know, torn down by other women, right? And she doesn't, she has trust issues. Um, I was bullied in high school by women. Um, and it deeply, deeply affected me. But I also had best friends in my life. So I knew that the, uh, the, the, the people who bullied me were not an example of every other woman in this world. And I think people are scarred. They have bad experiences. I could have gone the other way. I could have said, I'm never, you know, but that I said, okay, let's be the example. And yeah. I treasure, I deeply treasure my girlfriends. Women need each other. It, Absolutely. And I love that it's the time and age that we're living that we can really start seeing some of that unfolding, right? Because being part of the corporate world and, and being part of the uh, strong startups, entrepreneurial mindsets, and then around people that are definitely driven, mission-driven, right? And legacy-driven, because we are also on the Legacy Show, uh, which we always look at what is that meaning, meaningful, purposeful, driven interaction that not only helps to fulfill what you're trying to do but also to support you and then to support others and I think 
as you said, we need more than ever each other. But Rachel, do you mind sharing a little bit about your background before? How did you overcome that bullying? How did you overcome all those challenges? And then how did you become so strongly visible and open and kind and sharing and that phenomenal storyteller? You know, I really, I'm blessed by phenomenal role models in my life. I have um, four, you know, that, I mean, from that been me since I was a child. Uh, and then I have my mentors in my life today. Um, I ha My life hasn't been easy. And that's an assumption a lot of people make. You know, they think that I'll get a message saying, your life is great, wonderful, perfect. And I'm like, wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> Learn my story. <laughs> so I'm trying my best to set the example in this world that social media can be used for good, that you can shine a light on other people who are doing good in this world, who are making a difference. Um, there's so much of that take mentality. And I look for the selfless people. That's what I look for. So when I'm running around, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the people who are spreading the message of love and kindness that just need to be lit up so that their message, you know, can get bigger and grow across this world. So it's an important message for people to realize that social media can be used for good. That is amazing. And I love that because right now we're seeing very interesting trends. We understand it's some areas post-pandemic, we still feel like it is still pandemic, but I feel like this current events just help us to really uncover what was going on for so long that was artificial, that was not serving anybody well, and then really caused a lot of havoc, right? Uh, because we became very competitive, very individualistic, very um, awards and success driven, for all costs, without really taking into consideration what is to mean human and that human factor, right? And I love that you mentioned you have a great influencers in your life, uh, but obviously you had a strong passion and desire. So do you mind sharing how your drive and passion and desire helped you to be where you're today? You know, I model it. I have uh, parents who have an extremely strong work ethic. You know, they're very successful. They made it. You know, and I saw that growing up. So I think that that impact that, it, and my aunt and uncle too, very successful. I saw what they did. I saw the hard work that they did. So a strong work ethic is something that is instilled in me, right? I don't believe in making excuses. You get up and you do what is necessary. And that is a problem that some people do. They want it, right? They want the success. They want all the followers. But the question is, are they willing to do the work? that is required. You know, I work 16 hour days. Um, I work on, you know, I work on the weekends. I do what is necessary. Now saying that I also take time off. Self-care is number one for me and that's crucial. But lots of times people want that, they want that easy answer. I'll get a question, someone will say, oh, if I put 10 minutes into LinkedIn, is that all I need to do? And I'll, I'll write them back and say, what you put, in, you know, <laughs> what you put into LinkedIn is what you get out of LinkedIn, mm. right? So that's what we try to teach. And that's why I do the tips for success. It's like, here you go. Here are the tips. If you listen to this, you're going to be successful. 
that is fantastic. So for everybody watching and listening, you have a great opportunity to look at Rachel's Back's profile on LinkedIn. I will share the link and connect with her, but also really look at her posts historically and what she writes about and also the videos and guests that she has on her show and topics that she tackles. And with that in mind, obviously your activity is important, but it's not just to be active. It's about quality of work, right? And that quality translates not only just in followings, but that that level of influence of people that desire and want to engage and want to work with you. So in times when we're solo entrepreneurs, entrepreneurship that is coming from female-driven businesses and everything else, um, story has a lot to do with that, doesn't it? It's a huge, I remember people's stories. I've been telling people's stories for the last, since this pandemic started last March. I remember that. That's, that's what keeps them in my heart is when someone you know shares their story with me, whether it's publicly, privately, I know, and I'm an empath, right? So I feel everything. So I know the suffering that is going on with people right now. The deep pain, the anxiety, the fears, uh, wondering if they're losing their job, worrying about their mental health, mental health of their family members, worrying about their children's jobs. This is all a real, real concern for people right now. Um, and what is crucial is that we create an environment, one, where people feel safe, two, where they're listened to, and three, where you're an empathetic human being right now. Yes. And it's so interesting, Rachel, because you hear in the interview and you're conversing with a lot of people, but you also know how to bring that to the light. And it's so important, obviously, to create the safe space and have powerful conversations. But I'm also looking at it like storytelling is not easy, right? How do you express yourself in a way that others can really um, accept or, or be heard, right? But also to receive it on the other side. So do you mind sharing how, what, what would you say to some of the key elements of, the, of that uh, connection and, and a great storytelling process? Because not only on the LinkedIn, obviously as an influencer, but also for, for the purposes of people to be heard and be accepted and then be discovered. You help to discover so many people uh, through your um, conversations. And I think that is extremely admirable. And through that process for anybody that didn't have a chance yet to be exposed to you, what would you tell them that, that they should pay attention to? I look for those caring hearts right now. I look for that. I look for those souls that everybody needs to know about, but we need to light them up and say, okay, you need to meet Isabella. This is what she's doing. I look for the ones who are truly coming from a place of serving others. And in all honesty with you, Isabella, I've seen more entitlement go up since last March. I've seen an extreme amount of entitlement go up across this world. It's very hard to watch because I'm not, I'm not a fan of entitled behavior. No one's entitled to anything in this world. That's the way I feel about it. I mean, no one is entitled to it. So I've seen that go up. I've seen where people try to use people as a pawn or a prop. That's not okay either. I, I see through everything. Right, and I think you do too, you're an extremely intelligent woman. 
you know, so it's important to see through everything. It's important to look for those people who truly see you for who you are and what you're trying to do and not use you. That's the biggest mistake people make mm. is for some reason they think you and I are to be used and guess what? We're not. Mm. I help the people who need the help who actually genuinely appreciate that help and, and are grateful. I'm trying to teach manners across this world. <laughs> it's not that hard to say, please, thank you, and you're welcome. So if I show up in someone's post, right, and they don't even acknowledge it, I don't, I don't come back. That's the reality of it. I really, really, truly don't. I'm like, listen, there's, you know, thousands of people who are waiting for me to, that are tagging me. I'm going to go over to so, see what it's about. So I'm trying to teach etiquette because I wouldn't work with somebody. I wouldn't recommend somebody who didn't have etiquette. Mm. That is very powerful because right now you're spot on when everything is kind of falling apart now shows barely, very clearly, actually, not only etiquette, but what, what that person is all about, right? And, and, and you're spot on. Nobody likes to be sold. Nobody likes to be used and nobody likes to be abused. And we're seeing a lot of abuse. We're mentioning earlier that we're seeing so much of adult acting out. And one of the things we're seeing also, it's a lot of bullying, and which is very, very surprising. So in terms of LinkedIn, we're seeing growth, like constant growth, right? And constant great opportunities. Uh, if people are using things correctly, but that etiquette, as you mentioned, uh, sky is limit, right? Okay. So and do you mind sharing for everyone? I mean, you are an influencer. You have over 250,000 followers. You have such a huge engagement and people want to have access to you uh but you had to put so much work and effort you mentioned 16 hours a day to make some days yeah some days wow wow but why why are you such a, why are you so relentless why are you so committed tell us your i have a goal i have a goal that only four people know in my heart that i'm trying to achieve and till i hit that goal i'm not going to stop so I don't forget where it came from. You know, I come from India. I, my mom died two days after giving birth. I'm looking for my biological father. I was taken into the home of somebody who established an orphanage and then I was adopted. So I don't forget my roots. I was adopted by an incredible family, but I don't forget where it come from. And I go back to the orphanage every couple of years and I stay there. So that's part of it. That is part of it, right? I love, I have two homes, right? I'm an Indian American Jewish woman. Those are all my identities. I don't stand out for them. I stand up for them. Because mm -hmm. many times in my life, it hasn't been easy being an Indian Jewish woman. Mm -hmm. So all that, and I try to tell people, like, I don't let people stand in the way of my dreams. Like, it, you're, you know, because you know, I'm going to back your dreams. I'm going to help you get there. Um, it is so I'm not going to do, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't, my dream, it has nothing to do with me. The goal that I'm trying to achieve has nothing to do with me. And I just don't let anything, anyone stand, stand in my way. And I think that that's what people are missing. I think, and look, I've dealt with, we've all dealt with the naysayers. We all dealt with the trolls. If I told you some of the comments, I've gotten in direct messages, you'd be horrified. And I'm very relieved there's a block, delete, done. 
that's, I mean, uh, everyone knows that. They know I do that. <laughs> like, I'm very honest. I'm like, listen, either be kind and respectful or I'm moving on and somebody else is coming into the network. So mm. I, you have to, it's the best way to say it. You have to treat people how to treat you on social media. If you didn't establish that, if you didn't say it, you can't blame the people for that, right? You have to create those boundaries and say, okay, because I treat people the way I want to be treated. That's how I was raised. I treat people the way I want to be treated. Yes. And I love that you mentioned importance of boundaries, uh, but I also love that you have this vision of where you had it and this unwavering uh, intention for your dream to be fulfilled. Because a lot of times when things are going hard, people quickly give up, right? And I just admire the relentlessness. I, remind, I admire the consistency and also the way you show up. And I know that it's things are not easy, but as, as both of us know, that doesn't mean that we cannot still have smile, that we cannot still extend our helping hand to others. And that's what's beautiful. And I think this is such a huge lesson for everybody watching and listening is that despite obstacle challenges that you're enduring, you don't have to be mean, you don't have to be disrespectful, and you don't have to tear others down. Um, it doesn't have to be clear to them what you're doing. It's all about you on the end of the day. And that's what all matters. But relationship-wise, so what, like you were mentioning, to succeed on this platform, you have to be kind. Um, do you mind sharing some of the things that really can help people that are not taking LinkedIn serious or they're finding themselves in difficult, challenging situations and they wanted to change something for better? What would you say if nothing, do this and this will really help you move needle forward? I'm going to say this, support other people. Get out there. You see what I do. You know, get out there, encourage other people. Some people, they just, they don't get that. You know, and I just was talking about, you know, my friend, I was talking in the video last week, like, no, get out there, support other people, encourage other people. There are people who need your help and it's your responsibility. Look, someone passed down the ladder to me. I have two incredible mentors on LinkedIn who I've been friends with for years. Um, they passed down the ladder to me. They believed in me when nobody else did. And so now I am passing that ladder down to other people because I think that that's the way it should be. And I try to remind my network, hey, someone open that door for you. Please open the door for other people. And that's what people are missing. They're so wrapped up in themselves. Yes. And like, I this is a community we are a family we support each other i've been friends with people on this platform for years years so i know what's going on in their lives i mean these are real people so the minute they grasp the idea that yes this is a community yes this is a family yes we have each other's backs the women on this platform hold a tremendous amount of power and I have no problem saying that at all whatsoever. So like we watch out for each other, you know, the women content creating, you know, I have your back, <laughs> you know, we watch out for each other. So yeah. that's important too, to understand that women hold power on this platform. So I tell my network all the time, if you're a gentleman, doors open up and they're going to keep opening up that's what happens 
Yes, yes, yes. I love that. I love how sometimes we look answers in such a big complex ways, but in reality, everything is so simple, isn't it? It's more simple than people make it out to be. Um, it, it's, it's a matter of, but where people fail is their lack of kindness, their disrespect. That's where people fail. That, that, I mean, I can't say anything. I, I see, I see, it, like, I'll have somebody disrespect me <laughs> in DM, and then they'll turn around and ask me for my help. And I'm like, mm, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> like, it does not work that way. I mean, you can't write me, like, you know, an unkind comment and then go, I need your help. No, like, I'm a big believer that respect is earned. It's a two, I respect you deeply. It is a two way street. And that's where people fail to. They fail thinking that they don't need to respect women on this platform. And that's that, that is so powerful. I'm glad that you're bringing that up, that not only your advocate, obviously, uh, but you are also helping to teach others those standards and what that looks like. And, and I'm so glad that you are setting the example what this should be about because as so many people, specifically we have a different cultures, right? Right now on LinkedIn, we have a representation from all over the world with different backgrounds, with this different skill sets, with different diverse way of thinking with upbringing, but ultimately how we connect and relate is on the human level. And if that cannot work very well and effectively, then, uh, obviously you, you spot on why would you want to have that in your own personal circle right and you just said the person perfect thing it is a circle right so if you get into that circle and i have this very protected bubble over my circle i mean keep kind positive people in my network i'm very honest about that and then to get inside so to get into that inner circle you need to take care of that outer circle so if i'm on your post and I, which I am, <laughs> I see somebody writing a kind comment to you. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go through your post. And I'm gonna follow all that, all those people. Now, if I go to your post, let's talk about the opposite. And I see somebody being disrespectful to you. I go into their profile and I block them. That's how fast it happens. Mm. How fast it happens. So if I go down, everybody, but then someone says something kind to you because of our friendship, because LinkedIn is based on the friendships that are built i'm gonna just immediately block don't know who you are but you're just unkind to isabella so therefore goodbye wow <laughs> this that's, is what very I do, well. that's what i do wow that is so also eye-opening because we have all choice right we have so many competing priorities so many competing opportunities so many different things that we can do with our time and i love how you're preserving to stay in that healthy space because a lot of people will jeopardize uh, and kind of be a little bit wishy-washy, you know, where, where they stand or what they're all about, because people feel like they have to build the whole ocean. It doesn't mean that you are necessarily not able to help everybody, but you just chose who you bring close into your own personal world. Uh, and, and I think that is extremely important more than ever. Um, you have to, you have to, you have to. I've had I've had some scary situations. I've had people say, I know where you live, Right, they Googled my home, sent it to me and that, you know, I had to take off, I would say six months ago, I took off my email and I took off my phone number for my safety. I had people just jumping on and, and just automatically trying to FaceTime. 
right? So I talk to I talk to people about keeping themselves safe on social media, and that that is crucial. And I've had guests on talking about it. You know, I've had cops on talking about like this is what you need to do if you're on social media. So they talked, that's everything. And so I'm trying to teach people to do it in a safe way, but there's many other sides of it that people don't even see. Wow, that is, that is also very important because for example, I had it for years, my profile with email and phone number and, and I never had anybody abusing that uh, and kept it very healthy and very good. But obviously I don't do as sheer volume of stuff as you do yet or, 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 or in the way that you are doing it. So I can understand why some people will also have um, a wide likelihood of something to like that to happen much higher. You'll know, you'll know when the time, you'll know. You'll have a day when, like I had, where someone just turns on the phone and it's like right there. And you know, I was like, who are you? What's going on? And you'll, and I hope you don't have them. I hope you don't have the experiences I've had. Um, but it's something, it's one more level. You were talking about boundaries, right? It's what, so like what I do now is, hey, here's my phone number. I'll give them my phone number if I've built the trust and I feel comfortable with them. I'm not going to just give it out. I have to feel that it's safe and that I trust the person that they're not going to put it out in the world. It's a trust thing. Yes, absolutely. And one, one more thing, Rachel, you've also been doing if, uh, with, with you would be an author. You authored a book and you're working in your second book. And, and, and I'm curious, what is the second book all about? And do you mind sharing a little bit about your first one? Because I think that could be also tremendously valuable to audience as we're, exactly the topics that we're talking about right now. Um, my book is actually my life story, my true story. And yeah. part of the proceeds of the book are being donated back to an orphanage in India. And the second book is a continuation of it. I'm going like a little more deeper with it. It came, the idea of the book actually came from one of my girlfriends. Yeah. She, she felt very, very strongly that I had a story that I needed to share. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not a writer, you know? I had been a photographer for 10 years, which is a love and passion of mine. I'd just gone back to school in my 40s to finish my university degree. And she said, I just feel strong, strong. So she said, just sit down the computer. So I sat down the computer and I started writing five hours a day. And I wrote the book from like an August to October. I hired a publishing company, an editor. And I called her and I said, oh my gosh, thank you so much. She goes, Rachel, I knew there was a story inside of you. You just needed someone to tell you that. Mm. And that's the power of women. That was one of my girlfriends saying, I see something inside of you, you don't see. And I love that reason why we're circling back to that is because that is the theme of the conversation that we're having today, obviously, the power of the story. And not only that you encouraging others to share theirs, but you did it yourself. You walked the talk, you took it upon yourself to sit down and make it happen. And uh, right now, as the power of the story, everything reflects in everything you do. It's always that personal touch uh, in your writing, even in the posts on LinkedIn or engagements or the comments. And a lot of times people feel like they don't have nothing to offer or they're just used to be the title or position, but they don't have that anymore. So they're nobody. It's just a lot of perception, but the reality is our story is our no matter what. And do you mind sharing what that's changed in your life? Not only 
sharing uh, or, or writing it and, 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 and being in peace with that, with yourself, but also opening it to the world. How did that impact your life? It was huge because I, I had to, you know, I've had a lot of trauma in my life, a tremendous amount of trauma, which caused me to have PTSD. So I had to relive those moments all over again when I was writing the book, which was not easy for me. I mean, I had moments where I was like typing on my laptop and, you know, tears are coming out because I had to dive deep into all those memories again, which I know now from speaking with someone that, that was healthy, it was necessary for me to do that. It's not easy. You know, I'm trying to use my voice for, for things and racism and, and um, anti-Semitism. I'm trying to use my voice for the infertility community because I battled infertility. I've had two miscarriages. I had a hysterectomy four years ago. And you're talking about women. I've had women straight up tell me, you're not a woman because you're not a mother. You're not a woman because you, don't, you had a hysterectomy. That is not okay. As women, we can, we can do better. We are the ones that define what a woman is to us. So it's important. It's crucial. So I do this, but when everybody's dropping the Mother's Day post, right, in May, I drop a post for the infertility community because I know that Mother's Day is a massive trigger for them. Um, I also battled a disease for 20 years. I battled endometriosis, which was extremely painful. Just sharing my experiences. It's my medical disclosure. Um, I That was a huge part of my life. It was a lot of surgeries. It was a lot of it just wasn't good. So it's all these things. Um, I've been called every name possible for the color of my skin. So I know what that's like. I've had some of the scariest racist experiences happen to me this year of my life. I'm so sorry to hear that. That's why I thank you if you're thank you. So I'm using my voice that when people are like racism's over, I'm like, where who are like wake up. They, you're wrong. So I'm using my voice to do it too, to say, no, I am proud to be Indian and proud to be American and proud to be a Jewish woman. And, and so important. I love, I love what you just shared. It's just so much value there. So one thing I want to highlight through my process of writing a book, and I know exactly the story, like you all have emotions come out, but there's also part of the healing or is also part of the deeper understanding in different stage of life, right? In one conscious emotional level or whatever, but also I'm sure that helps you even more so with, with that strong conviction to go after your dreams and, and having this opportunity to show it's so empowering and I want to just first of all thank you for sharing yourself so vulnerably not only on this show but also through writing and appearances and things you do on LinkedIn uh, where we also have to get back human element in interactions with the business because we detach so much of that we so much sterilized and polarized so it's no wonder we're experiencing so many issues that we're doing but in terms of racism that is something that I'm also being tackling myself and helping others as everybody feel like you know it just it's it's easier for you Isabella you're white uh or white privilege or things that I was not aware of but I was always uh, anyway helping others and really not looking through that lens uh and I feel like now it's even more so my duty so do you mind touching a little bit about um 
how is the, what would you recommend for people that don't know because racism you it's it's condition that is learned i've worked with kids as Absolutely. educator yes. and 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 we're not born with that and and the question it is who we subject ourselves to right what environment we're in so do you mind elaborating a little bit how you handle that how you deal with that on daily basis so that others can really a understand better be better advocates but also not do it yeah, it's definitely, look, I minored in psych. I took a class in gender studies. I took a class on race relations, like a whole semester of it. I've learned that I've had to, let me say this the right way. One, I have to be the example. So if someone's calling me the N-word, I'm going to car still carry myself as a lady because people are always thinking the worst when they see me coming. So it's my job <laughs> to say, hey, you just saw my sin, my, you just judge my skin color, but you don't see my heart. Mm. So it's, it is crucial for me to set that example. And again, I've had very scary situations where I've come home crying, couldn't get off the couch for days. I'll be honest with you. Mm. So it's, racism is a trauma. Like, you know, you studied it, I've studied it. It's a deep, deep, deep trauma. So every time I have a racist event, it brings up every other one that I've had. It is definitely a learned behavior. I know people who grew up in racist homes, then when they left, when they were 18, they changed everything. They just, they're like, I, I don't want to copy what my parents were teaching. And they went their own way. Yes. So I saw a situation years ago. I was at a playground, right? This is an African-American child, a Middle Eastern child, um, you know, a Caucasian child and two other kids, and somebody came over and pulled their child. These kids were like two years old, and she pulled her child out of the sandbox. And I looked at her and said, oh my gosh, can they play for like five? It was my friend's kid that I was, I was like, can, can they play for like five more minutes? They're having so much fun. You know, they're building little castles or two years old. And she said, no. I said, oh, okay. And I said, why? She goes, I do not want my daughter playing with those type of people. And, wow. yeah, and this child was two years old so what do you think she's going to wow. be taught? yes yeah oh I could tell you so many stories like that and I, I was sad because here is this kid innocent just playing you know so, uh, racism is definitely a learned behavior I've studied the psychology it is learned and but let me say this you can unlearn it yes you can yes. Um, i've been giving talks on diversity awareness for 15 years i've done it through the military i've done it in uh churches synagogues i've done it all over and you can absolutely unlearn this behavior yes and you have to want it but you also when you know more you need to do better you need to do you you need to change you know work on it to change that because a lot of times it's not level of consciousness and then it's also environment or where you're exposed to or is the preconceived the fear factor and a lot of that stems as we know from the fear right and then how do you uh educate and i love what you're doing that it, you're going to um different groups and speaking about it because i think more than ever we have have to because it, things are not going to get different or, or 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 the landscape of globalization of global world and who we are it's just going to be much more and more visible and people if they're not comfortable with that they need to change something don't they yes and so i choose to be part of the solution not the problem 
So I've been literally doing this for 15 years. And that was a, that was another huge another woman. We were sitting her and I were having coffee. She's a professor at a university. Um, she's retired now, but she was then 15 years ago. And she said to me, "You are the one of the most diverse people I've ever met in my life." And like she, you know, grew up you know, in the farm area, in a rural area. She said, would you do me a favor? Would you come into my class at school and speak to them? So that's how it started, you know, and I would explain my story. I would explain what it's like, what I go through. And it's also, I'm there to dispel any stereotypes. They can ask me any question they want. I answer them. I've gone in to speak to, you know, future teachers who are studying multicultural education to speak, mm-hmm. to, speak to them when they're 18. So when they leave, they go out into the world as teaching. Okay, I really need to respect these children's backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So all of it's so important to me. That you is- have to do your part. You can't sit there and complain, 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 and bitch because it's not getting any better. My, you know, my response is like I always look at them and go, "Well, what are you doing? Mm. Like, what are you What are you doing to oh, help important. with this situation?" It's the same people who, you know, they, they complain, 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 but they're not doing anything. So you have two things to do in life. Be part of the problem or, or fix that, or be part of the problem or become part of that solution. I love that. And that is so empowering, actually, and very important. And then, and, and then own it. And that's what I love, love, why we wanted to focus on this particular episode around power of the stories. Uh, you inherit certain things. You're born into certain things. You were exposed to certain things. You self-discovered those things and how they affected you. You work on them. And now you 100% owning them. You're proud of them. Uh, and, and, and because it's nothing wrong to be all of that. And, and for people that are having a problem or challenge absorbing and understanding just because it doesn't fit the mold. And that's the fortunate thing. We're so preconditioned and conditioned for certain things to be in a certain way. And when they don't look or feel or sound certain way, we have a problem with that because we cannot label them or, or put them in the box or it's a variable that creates the risk. Uh, just natural tendency for people that to be fearful because it doesn't fit what mom or dad told me or what I learned in school or whatever might be the case. And now we have so many different variables, right? And that's why we see a lot of chaos, don't we? Well, you and I can do our part, right? Yeah. Yes. We can do our part and we can educate other people through social media in a positive way. And to show, I've done, listen, Isabel, I've done, I did two videos where I was crying. I did one where I had had a really bad experience the night before, one of the horrible, horrible experience. The next day I told I shared my network about it and I was honest and said, this, we got, this is what's going on. So we can do all of it. You know how we can do it? Together. Absolutely. We can can do it together. And this is why women need each other. Your dreams and goals won't have with my help. My dreams and goals won't have with your help. Therefore, when it comes together, anything's achievable between between our energy and our power combining together. And that is beautiful. And when we hold that space and and my mission and vision and also for what I'm trying to do, which obviously as a former refugee and genocide, torture, war trauma survivor, I've seen so many who are going through this 
over and over again, restoring that peace and balance and stopping to have these vicious conflicts. And it's unfortunate, it's like they keep saying it's in human nature, but it's not necessarily like we don't need to be in that sense that we need to talk in and, and uh, each other physical, emotionally uh, in order to uh, be empowered and be powerful that a lot old models that are not serving anyone today and i can't say how grateful i am for you sharing that so rachel with everything so far you've been accomplishing and knowing that you are on the mission to fulfill this huge dream which we cannot wait to see a happening and for you coming back and see it when it happens it's gonna take me time but i will definitely be a video about it that's fantastic we we'll look forward for that what else is in your bucket list that you can share that obviously working on your second book and continuing to be this amazing not only woman advocate but people advocate human advocate on this amazing platform what what else is in there oh my god my bucket list is so big it's huge okay so these are the top things i'm going to take um i want to learn golf so i'm going to take golf lessons this year i want to learn italian so i'm studying italian right now um there's certain wow, places, ooh la la. <laughs> yeah I, it's not easy either so um i want there's certain places in the world that i want to see before i die i've had three near-death experiences in my life so I, I i just don't waste my life i'm just not gonna do it that's why nothing bothers me too so when people come harder i'm like listen i you know i it doesn't affect me so i want to look i want to go skydiving so i would love to try that this year I really want to like try jumping out of a plane with a parachute and feel what flying is like. Mm -hmm. um, and there's certain places in the world that I want to see. And I do travel, I, I do travel. But there's certain places that have called to me my whole life. Italy is one of them. It has called to me since I was a child. I don't know why, I was just discussing this. I don't know what the reason is, but I know once I get there, I will find that reason. Mm. I'll, know, I'll know that. I'll know like he was in the first week of being there. Okay, this is the reason why I was supposed to, was supposed to be there. So I have all these fun, I have fun, goofy things on my bucket list. I, yeah, I, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to do it. That is fantastic. And it's somebody who has a great vision, passion, usually has a big bucket list and, and then you're a perfect example of that. And I really, that is super exciting and enticing. And that is that ongoing growth and also hunger to live quality of life and continue exploring and discovering. But with everything you accomplished, what would you like your legacy to be? What would you like to be known for? You know, someone just asked me that like in a personal relationship. Um, Here's what it comes down to. I've had these three women, right? The one who died, the one who took me and the one who raised me. Every day I get up, I stand all those women, their power to have passed away. So, and my mom now, not going to she's good. And my father, who I'm extremely close to. All of them made a conscious choice when it came to my life. It wasn't like, here's Rachel. It was like, no, we here's a child doing, I mean, there were decisions made. Me getting dropped off and the woman saying, okay, I'm going to take Rachel. I was borderline comatose. She was a nurse. She took me into the hospital to get the help. These were conscious choices. So my legacy will be to honor those. I've had five parents, right? Because I also have my biological father to honor 
all of them and to say you picked me you chose me and now I'm going to do everything in my power to make this world a better place and for them to know that they didn't make a mistake picking me I wasn't just in a typical situation birth no it was five parents each had a role in my life no it's that no you picked me now I am not going to waste my life for you mm, wow that's so I, I want to know that I want to know, like, when I die, that, you know, someone's going to, what I want people to know is she did every, I want someone to stand up and say she did everything in her power to make this world a better place. That's what matters to me. Mm. Never forgot where she came from. She, you know, she honored her parents. Those are the things that matter to me, that she actually tried very hard to leave that footprint of positivity. If someone says that, then I know I did my job. Yes, so brilliant. And, and I, you're already obviously fulfilling that. You already had so much of that accomplished, but it's so powerful when we really are so clear and, um, and speak from the heart, from your heart and soul. And I can just- Sorry, feel, it's, it's in there. I can feel my, it. My legacy is crucial. Yes. I will, not, I will not hurt this world. It's hurting enough. And I'm trying to tell other people Please, this world is damaged. People are damaged right now. They're hurt. Don't ant it. Take away their pain. It is not that difficult to do that. Mm. And it's so important, like when we can be truly, as you said, intentional and, and know uh, how to leverage our skills and our opportunities for greater good, because that is not necessarily what so many got nurtured in their upbringing or in school. And a lot of people are dabs as a reason lost, right? So for all of you that are trying to figure out what that legacy is about and why is important and why it should be important and you're not still clear, you definitely uh, are definitely uncovered so much right now through this conversation, through this episode. Uh, but I wanted to also ask one more question, please. Sure, um, anything for you. Because I'm so eager. Uh, so with, with, with this trajectory, you know, with, with that clarity, how did you gain? this tremendous clarity because so many people are truly struggling with that the clarity of what i want of your intentions and your vision and, and and your purpose and everything else because uh so many people are right now struggling to even figure it out like do i even matter what sh where should i start what's important what is their purpose for being here, they, they should be able to, you know, everybody talks about the why, that's crucial. My why is crucial to me. It is, I have many, many whys, I can write a list of them. But do they know that? They should know that. They should know why they're doing everything they're doing. And if they don't, then they, they're missing that uh, motivating factor. That's gonna keep them going. My whys get me up every single day. They get me up every day and they keep me going. If you don't know that, Sit down, write it out, search your soul. What is your passion? I'm a deeply, deeply passionate person. So those things matter to me. Like, that's it. The tuck in my heart. Those are the things that get me up every single day. That's awesome because you're so in touch with your heart and your soul and obviously with core who you are and you're so comfortable who you are. You're so loving and accepting of yourself. And that's something- okay. It took me- it took me years to, to come to that place. It took me a long time to come to, come to this place that 
people are going to judge me. They're going to condemn me. They're going to criticize me. And I just came to a place where I'm like, bring it on. I'm good. Like, just bring it. Because I know it's going to happen. No matter what I do or say, I promise you there's going to be something negative thrown in my life. And so I'm like, okay. You know, and you just come to a place where you're like, all right, doesn't affect me anymore. It's going to go in this year, out the other. And you can make that choice. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. No, of course it does. I'm a sensitive soul. But like, of course, I feel everything. But I can still choose to let it. I wouldn't say let it go because actually, Isabel, I'm not a forgiving person at all whatsoever. Like, I think we are all responsible for our actions, our thoughts, the things that we say to each other. So do that. <laughs> think before you speak. <laughs> Just think, I think before I speak, every comment, everything I'm writing in engagement, everything I say in the video, I think before I speak because this is what people are missing. Social media is a massive, massive responsibility. I love it. And thank you for a reminder of that. And thank you for sharing that took a long to, to arrive to where you are. But the beauty for everyone watching and listening, now you see great example of what that looks like when you do and how it's possible for every single one of us and how it's possible also by working hard and, 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 and doing the right things, uh, get there quicker because we have to practice it, right? Without practice, uh, without implementation, without feeling, without coming from within, things are not as satisfying, as rewarding, and as successful, frankly. So everybody's seeking success. That's the also formula for success. Wouldn't you say that, Rachel? Yeah, I think that the success comes when you help other people succeed. Mm. That's what I do every day. I'm trying, I'm trying to like, look, I jump on your person. I'm like, can I go this bell? <laughs> like, you know, help other people's dreams come true. Mm. You know, people live in this like, you know, me, 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 me. No, you'll never, you'll never do. I don't even jump on those posts where people are like, me, 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 me. I'm like, gotta go. I'm looking for the person who's trying to help the world. That's where the success is going to happen. When you teach other people how to do it, when you hold their hand. I answer questions all, all day long. Rich, how do I do this? I'm like, okay, try X, Y, and Z. Try it this way. It's when you help those other people. And that's what this world needs. And that's why last March when we got locked down, I woke up that morning and went, I'm going to help my network. I'm going to create the show. I'm going to bring them. The, the criteria is they have to motivate my network. They have to educate them. They have to provide value to my network. That is really important to me. What are they teaching them? Beautiful. Beautiful. So thank you, Rachel, for being guest on the Legacy Leader Show and sharing your heart and your soul and your vision and things you did to get to arrive where you're at, as well as to continue to support so many on the platform, especially a woman uh, that and creating these tremendous alliances and being such a great confidant and, and advisor and mentor and uh, and then cheerleader of so many. So guys, I always cheer you up.
And oh, look okay. at Rachel's post. Look at how she comments. I love how she, I, like, even if it's written words, still at how it's received because it's received with intention that is given, which is Thank love, you. love and passion. So just wanted to say, I am tremendously grateful and you impact me in so many ways. You don't even know it. So uh, it was absolute pleasure to have you here with us today. Thank you for having me. And I am your cheerleader. I will always be your cheerleader. <laughs> this is never going to change. I'm a deeply loyal friend. Thank you for listening to Legacy Leader Show. If you enjoyed the content and had a positive experience, then please leave us a positive rating. In addition, leave us positive review whenever you are listening on whatever platform there might be. Make sure your friends and family also know about the benefit and value that we provide and what we have to offer. Cheers. Cheers.